Greetings to you great Americans, great Canadians, great Mexicans. You have found your way to the Bushels and Barrels program. We are so glad you're here. And also, greetings to you in Australia. And I'm trying to think of all the other places I saw on Podbean that we're being listened to now. New Zealanders. uh, There are people in Spain, England, I saw. Russia, believe it or not. Yeah, we have some Russian listeners. So, greetings world. This is the Bushels and Barrels program. I am Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and Twitter is where you can generally find me. As usual, we're sitting beside the perspiring patriot. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. We are here. It's the last week of February. I'm ready for it. And for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, that's a good thing. Because meteorological spring starts on Wednesday, March 1st. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be warm, but we're getting there. What do you think? I'm ready for it. Me too. Ready to get outside, play. Ready to go out and play. It's mm-hmm. not too bad of a day here in southeastern Illinois today. It's probably about 50 degrees, filtered sunshine. Uh, the wind's not blowing 500 mile an hour, so we can be outside. So guess what we're going to do after this program? We're going to go play. We're going to go outside and play. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Had a great day yesterday at the St. Mary's 5K. I you ran did good. It. I ran it. I, I let myself great. down by uh, nine seconds. Barely. My goal was to finish the 5K in 30 minutes or under. I finished in 30.09. What a letdown. I'm I'm proud of you. Well, the way that they had that 5K set, and it's like this basically the, every year, the end of it, they have a, a tough hill. It's not a steep, steep grade, but it's a long one. And I mean, it just guts you. It's just tough. But... Needless to say, we made it. I, uh, Cohen, our 17-year-old son, you know, he's he's the athlete, going to play baseball for Mount Carmel High School here. You know, he's just supposedly in shape and everything. We did some trash talking before it started. He's like, I said, I said, what's your goal, Cohen? He said, to beat you. I said, well, my goal is 30 minutes or less. So we both start out, and Cohen, I don't think, has ever really ran a 5K before. We both start out. And Cohen does the cardinal sin of 5Ks. He starts off fast, Mm -hmm. and he burns all of his energy in the first mile. We're about a mile and a quarter through the race, and I pass him, and I never saw him again. Oh, man. And then Jess and I stood at the finish line and waited and waited and waited and waited. And finally, here he comes. And I was making fun of him, you know. Well, as usual, every 17-year-old has an excuse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he said at about mile two and a quarter, he uh, he dropped his sweatshirt because he started out wearing a sweatshirt. He dropped it, didn't realize it, ran a long ways, realized he dropped it and figured he better turn around and go get it. So then he had to turn around, run back, get it, then run. I don't care. I still yeah. whipped his ass. <laughs> still totally whipped his ass. Do you agree with that? I, yeah. I mean, you beat him by like 15 minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was. It I was. Mean, yeah. Yeah. But I think he was trying to keep up with the guy who actually wins the race every year, who like finishes a 5K in 12 minutes. Yeah, so like something ridiculous. Yeah, it's that kid was unreal. Maybe not 12 minutes, but... It was close. I mean, 15 or 17. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, I know. Well, when they... Because we started looking at people, you know, looking for people or looking for him coming down at 12, 12, 15 minutes, and he actually came in at 17. So, which was a, 17 minutes, which was a little bit slower than his prior times. They were, they were thinking, well, maybe, maybe it's a later, it's a longer route than an actual 5k. Maybe it's a little bit longer <laughs> because he's, he finished a little bit lo- later. 
than what he typically does. Well, maybe it so. is a little bit longer, and maybe I did finish in a, a true five k in less than thirty. I don't think so. I don't think so. They had somebody uh, measure a- it. Amy was telling me they had somebody measure it, yeah. and make sure that it was on track. She wasn't in charge of so for those <laughs> the of you, actual track. So. Okay, okay. Th- those of you that don't know, a five k is actually about three point two miles. Mm-hmm. So let's just round it down to three. If you're running a seven minute mile, which is a tough, tough go. That's a 21-minute 5K, mm-hmm. basically. For somebody to do it less than that is just, I mean, superhuman in my book. But you know what? It's, I mean, they're runners. Can, you I, know? can I make one run. more excuse for myself? Okay. I am 43 years old. <laughs> there were a lot older people, probably twice your age, finishing that, you know, 10 minutes before you did. Really? So, yeah. All right. Yeah. I take my excuse back. Yeah, I'm sorry. I really am. <laughs> I'm I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for sticking with with your goal right now and and trying to finish on time and well, all that good stuff. I'm yes. impressed with I'm impressed with your dedication to this. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very but much. But I'm your biggest fan. So of course. You won't find another fan bigger than me. No. I, I won't. <laughs> Not at all. But you know, guys, we Maybe talk- Alden. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a close second. Anyway, yeah. but guys, for those of you that don't know, you know, we did the, I tried to do the uh, 62 miles in January, well, December, but mm-hmm. I was sick December. So I moved it to January. I didn't get my 62 miles in, but regardless, that was the training mm-hmm. that led up to what happened yesterday. And I have no intention of stopping running uh, up there in uh, Tony and Carolyn Reed's territory mm-hmm. uh, in April. They've got another 5K. I might go up there to Stewardson and run that one. Yeah. I don't know yet. It's at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, though. So mm-hmm. that's a. Uh, that's pushing it for around here. You'll either have to stay the night. Hours. Yeah, you'll yeah. either have to stay the night or leave super early. Well, if I stay the Get night high. and I invite myself to Tony and Carolyn's, and I won't be running. In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we three will sit up oh. and have way too much fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, but, speaking of Carolyn, she, I'm itching a lot these days. I'm going through what's called Zyrtec withdrawal. So. I know you've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. Carolyn Zyrtec, like the allergy it's medicine? It's an antihistamine, yes. And I've taken one a day ever since I've been out of high school. I had like major allergy allergy flare-ups, and so I would take one a day. And I always have, and I never thought about it. I just thought, well, I'm going to take a Zyrtec every day for the rest of my life. Well, we were talking in Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. And... Um, she was talking about somebody that she knew. I don't know if it was her sister or somebody else that was going, who was talking about antihistamine withdrawals and, and um, that there's no side effects to typically having, taking an antihistamine every day, like a Zyrtec or a Claritin or, you know, some sort of something like that anyway, or Allegra. And she said that she heard of this. And so I started looking into it and I'm like, well, I take Zyrtec every day. She's like, just be careful with it because it can be pretty extreme on your body like do what it's not supposed to cause any side effects like ever and she was like well think about it if you're taking it every day it's got to be doing something i'm like right okay so i start looking into it and there are all of these there are blogs about it there are a lot of tiktoks about it um and so i'm i'm going through a little bit of a detox with with zyrtec i just decided to quit cold turkey so how long have you been taking zyrtec a long time how long long time (laughs) <laughs> like 15 years probably 15 years yeah, daily every day uh-huh. and you're just stopping cold turkey yep i'll be darned mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, I get what you said. You told me that when we, whenever we went to Louisville a couple Louisville uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, you forgot all of your pills. You forgot my yeah. blood pressure medicine. My magnesium that I take every right. night. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot and, all of it. And you, when you got home, oh no, you said you stopped at a grocery store well, and picked I, some up. Right? I take it so diligently, like, and I feel kind of bad whenever I don't take it. It almost makes me nauseous when I don't take it. So that's what reminds me to just take it, which I never thought this is probably not a good idea that this pill is making me nauseous when I don't take it. I just thought it was a side effect of like drainage, like my nose draining. But then (laughs) didn't you say when you took it? (laughs) When I took it, when we were there, I felt so crappy. (laughs) Like you went two days without it. Then you took the pill and it made you feel crappy. Yes. That's weird. And I was telling Carolyn the story about it for whatever reason, girls talk about all kinds of weird stuff. And and then she's like, well, look into that antihistamine uh, detox. And I'm like, okay. So that's what made me got it got me thinking. So I haven't taken one. I am on my day six. My skin is itching. Day two and three were totally normal. I was fine. I'm like, I'm gonna rock this. And then I have these weird itching spells, like my arms itch, uh, my bottoms hand, of your feet. Yep, the bottoms and yep. tops of my feet now are itching. Um, yep. So some people have uh, symptoms for six weeks. I'm not believing that for myself. I'm just gonna declare that I am not gonna have any more side effects and it's gonna go away pretty soon so just like rush limbaugh in 2002 or 2003 we are going to check jessica into rehab right after the program There's and we will see her here in 30 Ryan, days the withdrawals <laughs> some women have and i don't know about men because i didn't see any men talking about this this at all their withdrawals are so bad so bad really like what yeah, i just like shaking and it i mean their their whole body crawls like there's bugs all over them and stuff. I would say I'm pretty mild. I'm a pretty mild case. Man. Or very mild. Did you look up what onion so, water can do for that? No, I didn't. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about it. But wouldn't you wouldn't you fall over if like stopping Zyrtec completely cures my bean allergy? Your soybean allergy? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, you're building up this resistance and your 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 neurotransmitters, however Zyrtec works to stop the histamines being produced in your body or whatever. I mean, what if that has something to do with it? Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy? I'll keep you guys updated, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so I'm kind of going through a detox. Right, right. You know, when it comes yeah. to allergy medicine, so for those of you who don't know, I do have a few allergies. Uh, one of them is whenever fescue pollinates in the late spring, right before mm-hmm. summer. And I mean, that fescue pollen will tear me up. We're talking sneezing, hacking around like you would not believe to the point where I get nosebleeds. I'm awful. One year, like this is a long time ago, right when Claritin came out, I took Claritin and it cleared it up for one year. The next year didn't work at all. Hmm. But then Allegra came out. That worked for one year. And ever since then, nothing works for it. Mm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. But I just have basically learned, you know, when you're going down the road and the fescue's growing on the side of the road and it's pollinated, you just leave your windows up. You do not go on four-wheeler rides Mm -hmm. at that point. You just kind of, you need to be in a bubble for about, uh, I'd say five to ten days. Yeah. Let it pass. Let it rain one time to wash it out of the air. Uh-huh. I'm good the rest of the summer. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm going to believe that that's what's going to happen for me. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah, because I don't want to be, I don't want to take a Zyrtec pill every single day for the rest. This is a part of my health journey. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are front and center on her health journey. <laughs> From onion water to Zyrtec withdrawals, oh. welcome to the Bushels and Barrels program. <laughs> right. That's real funny. That's real Man, funny. we watched a good movie last night, didn't we? Did. We did. We watched Top Gun Maverick. What did you think of that? I think it was good. It was hard for me to, 
I, I think I had only maybe seen, seen bits and pieces of the first one. Yeah. So it's not like I had any reference or any information. I knew it was about planes and fighter jets and whatever, but it was a good movie. It, it was, was really an good. awesome and movie. And speaking of, Alden absolutely loved it. I was okay with it. There wasn't a whole lot of, there wasn't a whole lot of cussing. There wasn't, you know, scenes that you would typically see on the TV these right. days. Sexual in a movie. scenes. Yeah. Um, so he's he's downstairs watching it again. Yeah, like we he loves it. Rented it off Apple TV. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think five or six bucks. It, well worth it. Mm-hmm. That was, it was good. Yeah, they just don't make movies like that anymore. Well, they just made that one. But they don't. So that <laughs> in general, they don't make movies like that. I cannot think of one movie that's came out probably in the last five years where I was like, man, I'd really want to watch that. Yeah, I always thought Shooter was a really good movie. Shooter? Uh-huh. With uh, Mark Wahlberg. That was a really good movie. Don't know that I've ever seen that one. I don't know that you've ever stayed up past it. And there was one about Moonshine that I thought was a fantastic movie. It was a long one, but it was like, you know, bootlegging and stuff. And See, that sounds like something I would like. So, oh, yeah. You would totally I, like so, it. Like, the last time I think that a movie came out that I really, really wanted to go see, there was two of them. One of them was Lone Survivor, the story about Marcus Luttrell mm-hmm. over in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. It was a great movie. That was a good movie. And then mm-hmm. uh, the other one was, um, oh, Chris Kyle, the guy, the sniper, American Sniper. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. That was a tremendous movie. Yeah. Uh, watched that one at the end with the box of Kleenexes. Because mm-hmm. that one, mm-hmm. if you're if you're a, a red-blooded American like I am, that one will tear you up. Yeah. It's just like, the guy's a hero. I'm thinking that Hollywood has got everybody just kind of turned off because they're so woke oh, yeah. and so gross yeah. Yeah. and just not healthy to watch. And eh. But honestly, before that, I have to go all the way back to movies like Tombstone. Oh, for yeah. one that I, which is, it's a long in time, all yeah. honesty, one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Armageddon is your favorite movie Arma- of all time. Believe it or not, Armageddon <laughs> is my favorite movie of all time. You have something with military and... Um, you have a yeah. whole lot. Well, see, Armageddon interest. was just so far out there. Like, <laughs> this is never going to really happen, I wouldn't think. But its cast was so great. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis, um, Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck. I, mm-hmm. Just a great cast. Yeah. I loved that movie. Yeah. I don't know why, I just did. Yeah. And it, I watched that again about six months ago. And some of the stuff, and that came out in 1998. And some of the stuff they said in that movie, mm-hmm. you wouldn't get by with today. Right. Isn't it funny? You go back and you watch old movies and what was humorous back then, and it's, to me it still is, yeah. it's like, man, nobody would dare play with that now. No. Well, remember that what I said to you last night when we were watching? Because once we watched yes. the first one, I'm like, well, let's watch the second one or let's just start the second one because I've never seen it like no, 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 as no, no, an no. adult. No, 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 no. We watched... The second one first, and then right when it got over, Jess goes, now, see, I need to watch the first Top Gun so that I can kind of put all this stuff together. So last night was like Top Gun Marathon here at the Bushels and Barrels home. (laughs) But we watched the first Top Gun, which came out in, I'm going to say the mid-80s, 86, 87, something like that. I know it was. Okay. But what did you gather of these good-looking pilot men? What, What did you think? I don't want people to judge me, but go ahead, I guess. The, as a, as a third, so I'm 34 years old, female, right? I've been indoctrinated by public school system, whatever. And I'm looking at these men and I remember watching older movies, you know, Gunsmoke and, um, or shows. I was a big Matlock kid watcher. I just watched all these things, right? Well, in today's world, access to television and shows are so 
adamant. You can do it. You can do it anytime, anywhere, wherever you're at. You mean it's convenient? convenient, Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's in your face too. Like you can't watch. You can't watch the news without some clip of something being shown. Anyway, so I'm watching. um, Who is it? Iceman. And they're in the locker room or they're in the bar at first. And I'm like, these are all handsome men. Like they're all young. Yeah, they're all chiseled. Like they're in shape, whatever. And every every single uh, scene in there, they're all sweating. They're every single one. They're sweating (laughs) profusely, not just like a little bit of like dots on their forehead. (laughs) The entire first movie. Every scene, everybody is sweating like crazy. Jess I don't understand that, that last night. She's like, why is everybody sweating in this movie? And yeah. I never thought about it. Till she Every scene, when they have a close-up on their face, there's dripping sweat. They must have been really hot. Air conditioners were not a thing back then. In 86 is when it was. 1986. Yeah, 86. So <laughs> they're at the bar, and they're handsome men, right? And so, um, and kind of... Whenever you watch a movie, you kind of put yourself in that position or you sit at the bar or whatever, sure. you know. Sure. A good movie anyway. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, I'm thinking to myself, like, these guys are gay. These guys are probably gay because they're good looking. They take and well care- kept. And well kept. Yeah, they yeah. take care of themselves. Isn't that weird? Isn't it crazy? Th- your mind would even halfway go there. <laughs> it's just weird. I Very. I can't... I- but see, that's how polluted tell, we've become. I can't tell you, like, my brain, what was happening. I'm like, these these men are good-looking men, and they're groomed, and they're well put together. They're put together. They're smart. And they're walking into this bar, and they're, you know, they're kind of, like, sh- strutting their feathers. Yeah. They're, who's, who's, they're, who's, who's they're the big man? Yeah. 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 And um, the, my first, the first thing that came into my mind was these men are, are not straight. I, that is weird. I'm just telling you. I've, I I never thought that, but it, you know. That's what happened to me. It was the weirdest, weirdest thing in the world. I'm like, how, and in 86, would have never been a thought. Yeah. Yep. In the 90s, in 96, it would have never been a thought. No. No, you're right. You're exactly right. How come you coughing so much? Is this Zyrtec withdrawal? I don't know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I've been dealing with sinuses and then this withdrawal thing. I don't know. It's all, geez, gosh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I'm coughing. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but anyway, if you guys, anybody that hasn't watched Top Gun Maverick, it is a show that you can actually sit there and watch with your family. It doesn't mm-hmm. have a bunch of disgust. I say disgusting. It doesn't have a bunch of adult type, you know, sex scenes, kissing, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Top Gun 1 had more of that than Top Gun 2. I think you're right. Yeah. So. And that one one show, I said, and, and really, Ryan, this the scene of them kissing, which was probably PG-13 back in the day, yeah, is not even probably PG this year, yeah. you know, today's You're day. right. It's crazy By how things standard. change. You know, that's the other thing. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast one week or not. They're starting to say the word shit on mm-hmm. TV now. Mm-hmm. Regular yeah. over-the-air TV. Yeah. There used to be like, what was it? Seven words you're not allowed to say on air and mm. shit was one of them. I mean, it doesn't bother me that they're saying it. Hell, I say it here all the it time. It bothers me. But yeah. It's it bothers not, me. <laughs> whenever Alden's watching, yeah. Mm-hmm. just Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, Clifford the Big Red Dog in, in their movie and the one that they made of, of like real people and then they they have this computer generated massive dog. Right. right. Very real life. Um, they said they bleeped out a word. 
you can kiss my beep. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is a show for kids. Clifford, the big red dog. They did that in this movie. Why? And Alden, you know, he doesn't know that they're bleeping out a dirty word, but I'm just like, it, yeah. it gets him used to that. If he watches that more than two or three times and then he hears a bleep and another thing, he's just going to be sensitized or desensitized to it. Any, yeah. Anyway, that's annoying. Whatever. Right. Anyway, so Top Gun was good. Did we get any emails this week? Um, We did. We had we had a few emails and, and I think I got a Facebook message about the, the cows, but I did get an email about the cows from Bur- Britain out of Southwest Texas. He said um, he's not informed on the one that we reported on, but he's sending... Um, Let's see. He said, I'm sending this from the feed truck while I do chores while I'm listening to the podcast. But about a year ago, the feds refused to let ranchers and cowboys go in and gather their cows off of federal land. And then they spent millions shooting them from a helicopter. Okay. Now, if I understand this right, this means these were cows that maybe wandered on farmers property that wandered onto federal ground mm-hmm. and then the farmers weren't allowed to go get them. That's what he's saying. That's what Britain is saying from Southwest Kansas. So instead of letting the farmers go retrieve their property that probably maybe accidentally or due to negligence or something mm-hmm. ended up on federal ground, instead of letting the farmers go get them, they're just going to let them shoot them now. In the, my opinion, the government's going to shoot him. When I think of a feral cow, I think of a cow that is out there like a coyote mm-hmm. or like a deer. Just something that it just lives out there and it finds a mate and it procreates and mm-hmm. they're just, they're out there. Right. Like a feral cat. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, that's a bunch of BS. You hear all these Democrats always complaining about people in the world starving. If we would let those farmers go back out and retrieve those cattle. And maybe there'd be a little bit more food out there. I don't mm. just dumb. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Very dumb. Because in my Doesn't opinion, that's sense. not a feral cow. Here, here's something else that <laughs> is very dumb. Um, Brandon, uh, he signed his email, your average grain farmer. So um, Brandon, he's a third generation farmer from Laporte, Indiana. Laporte. Hello, neighbor. Yep. 30 miles west of South Bend. I'm yep. not familiar with the area, but are you? Up north. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, there was this guy, he wanted to let us know about the story about deleting the the systems and diesels. Oh, deleting a deaf system? Yeah. 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 The emission systems? So I'm right. going to read this Instagram post by a guy named Corey. And Corey, um, he actually deleted President Biden's limo, The Beast. Oh, yeah. Yep. It was suited with an LML Duramax, GM's diesel engine from 2011 to 2016. So here's the um, Instagram post. It says, crazy the calibration I turned the presidential limo with. Yes, the beast. I got fined with millions by the government. While emissions equipment is not adequate for the highest in authority, it is to us peasants. What do you think about this? Um... He deleted it from the, Joe Biden's limo. Yeah. But then turned around and got sued by the government for doing that to other individual vehicles. Well, I've heard Nick and Tony on the Straightforward Farming podcast, go over there and listen to that if you're not already, talk about this, how much bullshit it is that our military equipment does not have to take death and all this emissions BS. Mm-hmm. 
So you think of your Hummers that's in the military that might be diesel powered or those wild ass huge trucks they use all diesel powered. None of those require def. So I guess saving the world doesn't matter as long as it's a military operation. But as long as you're here in America and, and just a person in flyover country or a big city or a trucker, you got to put up with all this shit that breaks down all the time and does nothing but hinder production. Uh-huh. And it, it's it's almost like rules for thee, but not for me. That's exactly what he said in his email, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's I agree with him totally. Do you know what else is a great example of rules for thee but not for me? Uh federal health insurance. <sighs> that's a good one. Obamacare. Yeah. Because the people in Congress don't have to take it. Yeah. But, but then man- you had you had the mandates for individuals. Mm-hmm. And if not, you had a six hundred dollar fine. Yeah, that's got repealed now, the individual right. mandate. But mm-hmm. yeah, for a while mm-hmm. there there was some rules for thee, not for me. What are you what what's your suggestion of it? The vaccine mandates. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Congress didn't have to take them. The White House didn't have to take them. Hey, and I had a back and forth. Speaking of the vaccine mandate, Mm -hmm. I had a back and forth with somebody on Twitter. He he said something about last week we were talking about um, DeMar Hamlin not answering Michael Strahan. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a guy on Twitter correct us, and he's right. Okay. The NFL did not require the vaccine for players. Okay. They didn't require it for players. Aaron Rodgers didn't, but what they did is they suspended them for not getting it. But the players and coaches did not have to get it. But I think there was like basically testing every 10 minutes and shit like that if they didn't get it. And that was true. I researched that. Okay, but upholding the religious exemptions is something that they did not, they didn't even honor those. Right. Which is why they suspended the players. Yeah. It's all BS. Don't get me wrong, but we said something wrong, and I just okay. wanted to correct it. Oh, speaking of saying something wrong, remember I was talking about the, the, the vinyl, whatever they burned in Ohio. The well, vinyl chloride. Yeah, the vinyl chloride. I said the FDA changed something, something or another on their toxicology page. It was actually the, not the FDA; it was the CDC. Oh, two yeah. of the same. Who well, gives a shit about either? <laughs> two corrupt organizations. I said FDA, I meant CDC. Yep. So. Two two yeah. organizations has been weaponized versus the American yep. citizens. I absolutely agree yep. with that. That's crazy. <laughs> but no, I I still think the the teams, the players, they were they were denied their right to reject something because it is under EUA. Um, they were denied that and then they were doxxed for it. They were put out on a on a negative in a negative light and fined money. Yep. Because they didn't do it. So and then they were, I guess, suspended playing time also, which I don't know. Yeah, about. Aaron Rodgers missed a couple weeks mm. there mm. a couple years ago. That's crazy. For it. That's but crazy to me. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, rules for the not I mean, it is so apparent these days. It's like they don't even try to hide it. Yeah. It it's stupid. It is stupid. I, I I don't know. I could I could bring some of that stuff down to the local level. Um you know, around here, roads get posted. Everybody listening to me that's of the agriculture or oil production uh trades knows mm-hmm. roads get posted from January. Around here it's January until I don't know, April. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different for wherever you're at geographically. But Roads get posted, so they got they got a, a load limit. You're allowed to go down the road. Some of them, most of them is like five or ten tons around here. So I can't haul grain from my farm 
very easily. I got to get permission on days they'll let you haul because maybe the ground's frozen or they think it's dried up enough that a heave is out of the ground from a freeze. They won't allow me to haul grain, but I'll be damned if it won't take their tandem truck loaded up with asphalt hot patch and be sitting in the same damn road filling potholes huh. or, or, you know, holes in the road. Well, if, if the goal is not to tear a road up, what in the holy hell are you doing with your tandem out there? Huh. Loaded up with hot patch, fixing holes. Shouldn't you wait until the road's in good shape so you're not sitting there damaging the road that you're trying to fix? I'm just, just logically, I'm asking the question. Mm. So. Okay. So rules for thee, but not for me. You know, kind of. I mean, not kind of. That is the same thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're not allowed to drive on that road, but then you see a truck that is like similar. A county truck or a, a state truck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say that that's exactly the same thing. It's like, what the hell gives here? They don't get to follow. They don't have to follow the rules because they're not the peasants. We yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Bushelsandbarrels1 at gmail.com. Tell yeah. me some hypocrisy. That we can share next week on the program. Man, we're going to get blown up on that one. Rules for thee and not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, these things need to be exposed. Mm-hmm. And, and and my example right here of the of the truck fixing the road is a small one. And it's nothing I ever lose sleep over. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it's true. So, <laughs> anyway. What else you got? Any more emails? I, I am just grateful for our listeners. Me too. You know, we had a, a kid, he was 24, he's out in California working on a vineyard, and then um, he's a Coast Guard licensed boat captain. Sweet. <laughs> like, it's really cool. That is to cool. To just hear, hear stories. All walks of life. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I'm grateful for our listeners. Um, also, some a, an update that we need to give on the scholarship. I've got this form ready for you guys. I'm going to try to post it while we're doing the show right now um, on Facebook so that you guys can see the actual deadlines and stuff. We did fudge a little bit of the deadlines. Um, send all a- applications to our email by May 10th instead of April 30th. So May 10th is now the deadline, and then we will announce i'll verify and everything all throughout may and then we'll announce by may 30th okay that's awesome all right keep them coming in folks if you want the form directly sent to your email i can do that to you or for you and then if not just grab it from facebook or telegram i'll get it posted right right and then i can post it on your twitter i guess too ryan if you want yeah i'll do that okay yeah that's fine or you can tag me in it whatever yeah yeah keep them coming in we want to help people and uh free money we want to bless, yeah, yeah, bless those who are who are just doing doing work, yep, <laughs> and really the Lord's work. So. Well, it is. I mean, HVAC yep. trade people. Yeah, I mean, we've been through it before. People who actually work on stuff mm-hmm. and make it go stuff that we want. Yep, I um, I'll get that out, and uh, we're just grateful for everybody who listens. I just. Yes, we are. Can't say thank you enough. Um, before we move on, I want to share something that Barry Bennett had posted on his Facebook. He's he's the guy from Karis Bible College that I read, I think, a prayer a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it was just so good. His stuff resonates with me so well, and I think it, it would resonate with other people. So I just want to read this out before we move forward. Um, here we go. Expect to hear from God every day. Expect a revelation, a confirmation, an idea, a verse that comes alive, wisdom to solve a problem or supernatural peace and a burst of faith. As you spend time in the word and prayer, you should grow in sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. This relationship 
will become your source of knowledge, wisdom, revelation, and faith. You were created for this. Nice. I think that's so powerful. That is. And I think it goes along with everything that's going on in our world today and how we can just, you know, if we can just focus just a little bit of time, you know, there's a lot of hours in a day, sometimes not enough hours in a day. Sure. But if we could just give a little bit of that time instead of looking at our phones or um, not not doing anything or staring at the television, you know, just a little bit, carve out a little bit of time and start a little bit yeah. at a time yep. um, to do that. So. I agree. In I the In the, uh, I've decided I've come up with a new segment today. Okay. Uh, I don't know it's going to be every single <laughs> program but the the segment that's going to be called what did i learn at church today oh okay i went to church this morning obviously <laughs> yeah and uh the first reading today was about adam and eve in the garden of eden uh-huh and i learned something that at 43 years old i didn't know i thought both adam and eve ate the forbidden fruit did you know that only eve ate it huh that's what i understood Okay. At church. Now, okay. we might have somebody, and I didn't go straight to the Bible whenever I uh-huh. got home and looked it up. Uh-huh. But what I understood was, if Eve is the one that only ate the fruit, why did Adam get punished for it? She's the one that ate it. <laughs> like, you women can be guilty. We men still be perfect. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, though, why did, why did we both get punished? And... The reason from what father said was because Adam allowed the serpent to creep in and tell lies and not defend God's moral demands. And since he didn't try to talk Eve out of eating the forbidden fruit, he was therefore complicit in the crime and he was punished for it. Hmm. And there you go. And why is that relevant? I, I sit here and I think about, everything that goes on that's immoral in our society today. And just because you're not complicit in some of these transgender type things, we could go a long way through all this. Mm-hmm. Just because you're not complicit in it, you're not, you're not the one actually doing it. You're going to be, you very well could be punished for not trying to push back against it and spread moral beliefs and values. You know, it's so funny that you say this. Number one, I've got two points here. It's so funny that you said that. Um, our silence is agree- somewhat of a- agreeing, not not somewhat. It is agreeing with them. Think of a wedding. Yeah. Whenever you're at a wedding and then, you know, a question is asked to the entire congregation that's at the wedding, all the wedding guests are asked, for anybody who has a problem with this marriage, speak up now or forever hold your peace. So if you're being quiet, you are agreeing that this marriage should go on. Yeah, you're complicit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your silence is actually agreeing with whatever is going on. So it's really funny that you mentioned that because that one of the the um, sermons that I listened to or one of the podcasts that I listened to this week was that. So we have to be able to be bold and and say what is truth. Push back. <laughs> yeah. Push back but i will say that um google because i'm on a chromebook right now yeah you are the official program (laughs) researcher while on air and it's kind of hard but it's fun at the same time google has a controversy about this because they're saying that both adam and eve ate the fruit okay so i'm pretty sure we will clarify next week okay i'm pretty sure okay uh it was 
in Romans that we read this passage today. Okay. Uh, that just that the serpent tempted Eve, and Eve's the one that ate it, and then maybe tempted Adam. I don't see. I'd have to read more about it. Regardless, yeah. regardless, mm-hmm. the way it was described, Adam was complicit because he didn't say anything. Uh-huh. Therefore, he is also punished. Mm. And here we are wearing our loincloths loin today, <laughs> sewed from fig leaves. Picture that. I'd picture you in that. No, okay, folks, <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. You will not. Totally edit that out. You're blushing. I know. I, I don't like fig leaves. Oh, I'm sorry. It's real funny. <laughs> How about you get to some news today so that we can awkwardly move on to the next part yeah, no of our kidding. show? Hey, how about before we... So I've told you guys... Instead of us rambling about how great my pillow products are, I was uh-huh. going to record a, uh, a, a, a an advertisement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I managed to do that today, mm-hmm. but it would have made a hilarious TikTok if Jessica would have just been videoing me do it. I bet I did this a million times, but it's so much easier if you're kind of organized and you just say it. Mm-hmm. So let's pay some bills, <laughs> folks. We would agree that the B and B program is well kick ass program. We would also agree that you, the listeners of the B&B program, are some of the hardest working folks in the United States. You come home from work and you're tired and you just want to be comfortable. Well, I have a store for you. MyPillow.com. You can go there, foam mattresses, mattress covers, the MyPillow 2.0. You have to get that. Giza Dream Sheets, Slippers, Sandals. They even sell coffee to get you going tomorrow morning. These are American-made products by American workers. The owner of this store is Mike Lindell. He is a true American patriot. He's fought through and through for conservative-type values, the anti-woke-type guy that we like. That's him. So go to MyPillow.com or call one 800 That's 1-800-886-1048 and support this great American company and as the jingle goes For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit MyPillow.com Promo code Hello Jessica How is that for professionalism? <laughs> well, I had no idea where you were going with all of this, and I'm like, wait a second. Wait I a thought second. he's got some sort of plan up his sleeve. Well, that was it. I really liked that transition. That was great. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. So that's what you're going to hear. Okay. Uh, that's the first commercial. I might try to make some more, just so you guys don't hear the same one every single week. But uh, <laughs> I, I wanted some. I wanted some feel of the EIB network and Rush Limbaugh coming out of that. You can fly a plane, you can drive a tractor, and man, can you record a dang advertisement. <laughs> well, you know, Rush always comes out with just a good tune, bumper music coming right yeah. back into it. Yeah. So I that's what I came up with. You're so good at this stuff. Good <laughs> for you. So? Mm-hmm. Well, let's get us some news. You want to? Yes. I've got some decent stories here. So uh, NBCWashington.com. Dozens of stolen ATMs removed from Creek where they were dumped in D.C. Have you heard about any of this? No. D.C. police and other government agencies have pulled dozens of ATMs out of the Creek where they had been dumped. D.C. police said they removed around 18 ATMs from Watts Branch Creek Thursday. 
Last month, the D.C. Department of General Services removed eight ATMs from the creek in Marvin Gay Park in, North, in the Northeast. Neighbors had been complaining about the ATMs for months, but it was just a few weeks ago that it became a criminal investigation involving the FBI and police from across the region. Montgomery County Police have joined the investigation to see if any of the ATMs are connected to open cases. Who in the hell steals ATM? Like, maybe a thug would take one ATM, but 18? Holy cow! That's crazy. And then, and then, okay, we got the money out of. I assume they probably broke into them and and got the money out of them, and then dumped them, and then dumped them. But yeah. ju- but didn't dump them. <laughs> you damn thieves! Think about this. Take it apart and just put it in the trash slowly, just to get rid of them. <laughs> Not just take the whole damn thing and throw it in a creek. But here's <laughs> here's what I thought about this story. What a great metaphor. Hear me out. You ready? Uh-huh. The American people are the ATM. And, you know, we're being taxed to death and left for dead financially. And how fitting it is for this to happen in D.C. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. From NBC News, Washington to NBC News, Los Angeles. Q, Dr. Dre. California update for you today and it's not that big of a deal and it's not one that I think is going to bleed over to New York and Chicago it's just a funny ass story so here's your headline you ready Jessica Mm -hmm. man claims Powerball ticket and historic two billion dollar jackpot was stolen from him (laughs) what (laughs) let me read it to you again Man claims Powerball ticket and historic $2 billion jackpot was stolen from him. You remember like last, it was last November. I was, I was harvesting right at the beginning of November. Uh Powerball made $2 billion. (laughs) It's kind of brilliant actually what this guy's trying to do. My gosh. I want to know how you prove anything like this. How do you? I don't know. Security cameras? A man who claims he is the rightful winner of the largest jackpot in U.S. lottery history has filed a lawsuit claiming someone stole the lucky ticket from him. In the 13-page suit, Jose Rivera Rivera, claims he bought his Powerball ticket November 7th from Joe's Service Center in Altadena. The next day, a ticket purchased at the store east of Los Angeles matched all numbers in the drawing for the $2 billion jackpot. Earlier this month, the California Lottery identified the true winner as Edwin Castro. So, obviously, Castro came up with the winning ticket, right? Uh-huh. But this uh, this fellow named Jose Rivera says, no, that's my ticket, and you stole it. And I, you stole it from me. Castro and a mystery man named Reggie are named as defendants in Rivera's lawsuit. The lawsuit alleges Reggie stole the ticket from Rivera on the day it was purchased. If that's the case, most people that play Powerball don't go in there with a set number that they give the the gas station attendant or whoever or, or type it in or whatever. Yeah, Most of them are a 
pick totally randomly. You're telling me that this this uh, Jose Rivera, who allegedly had his Powerball ticket stolen, yeah. had those numbers memorized in his head, so therefore he knew when it got stolen what to look for. I call bullshit. Some people are so damn stupid. This is really dumb. It is. Yeah. But I just... <laughs> Only in California, I think. Uh huh. Maybe I, I've never I heard know. of that before. I have haven't. you? No. Uh-uh. Somebody claiming that oh, that's the winning number. Oh, that's my lottery. You could do that with anybody. <laughs> well, why haven't we heard about this before? Because surely this has happened. Well, Don't that or think? this is completely brilliant. I mean, let's just say this guy would get a partial settlement out of this. You know, the guy that won yeah. the two billion dollars. Maybe that's what this guy's thinking. Maybe Jose Rivera is really smart here lazy ass but really smart and just thinking you know what i'll just be a thorn in this guy's side uh-huh. until he just says here's a million dollars go away yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. instead of am- ambulance chasing yeah instead of ambulance chasing lawyer you have the ambulance chasing lottery ticket stealer <laughs> people people these days oh man i know people these days that's exactly right mm-hmm. so you know, whenever we're doing this program, I'm always worried that some week is going to come and there's just, I'm not going to have any content. Okay. Like, I, I think... You are? With everything that's going on right now? Well, I don't want to sit here and beat the dead... You know, the one thing we try to do on this program, whenever I'm doing my research, I don't necessarily want to always talk about what Fox, mm-hmm. CBS, CNN... I don't want to talk about those stories and make a whole program out of it. If you want to know everything about that, both sides... Go to TV, watch yeah, it. Yeah, I want to tell stories about like stuff that doesn't get widely reported, like ATMs being dumped in a creek, like mm-hmm. a man steal claiming his Powerball <laughs> ticket was stolen. But I always, and I don't know why. I guess after doing this for a year, I mean, a little over a year, year and two months now, I'm always afraid. Like, what if that next story doesn't come? And I'm getting to I'm getting to the point where I'm like, that next story is always going to be It'll there because there are be some there. just some creative idiots out there. And that's what I call them, creative idiots. Listen to this. This is sent to me from one of our listeners via Facebook, Josh Miller, from foxnews.com. Pregnant Florida suspect in Uber murder seeks release because unborn baby was not charged with a crime. I heard about this junk. (laughs) Can you believe that? The shit that people come up with. Did you watch the video of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So disturbing. It's awful. Yeah, because the video shows a poor guy getting shot, or girl. girl. It was a girl, yeah, was a girl. getting yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. A Florida woman accused of murder after allegedly opening fire. There's no allegedly about this. Mm-mm. The video's... <laughs> it's plain as day. Yeah. Yeah. Opening fire during an argument inside a packed Uber should be freed from jail because her unborn child has not been charged with a crime and is being held lawfully. Her attorney... Uh, unlawfully. Her attorney argued. So basically... Since this lady who is pregnant is in jail, she was convicted or accused, not convicted. She was accused of this murder, but the baby had nothing to do with it. So why does the baby have to be in jail? That's pretty creative. This lawyer that the lawyer that's yeah. Yeah. This lawyer that's, uh, that's representing her. I mean, who, then this is what I also want to know. Who thought this up? The pregnant woman or the lawyer who found the pregnant woman? That's a great, that's a great question. I don't know. I, I, 
It wouldn't surprise me if the if the pregnant gal was like, no, this is going to be your defense. My baby didn't have anything to do with it, so I need to be released. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Natalia Harrell was has remained in the custody of the Turner Guilford Knight Correctional Center since July July 26, 2022, when she was ordered held without bond for second-degree murder in the July 23 shooting death of Gladys Yvette Borksella. Records show the fatal spat was caught on video and showed several people inside a rideshare vehicle as the pair began arguing, and Harrell allegedly opened fire. There's no alleged about it. it she did. Right. Months later, Harold's attorney, William N. Norris, M. Norris. So William Norris, is this William's idea or was this Natalia's idea? Ugh. Is arguing his client's unborn child and Harold should be should be immediately re released from jail because the fetus, quote, has not been charged with a criminal offense. Norris further argues that Harold and her unborn child are being held, quote, in a cell block or pod where violent criminals are housed. Well, you freaking killed somebody. You are a violent criminal. Of course you would be held there. Why? How was... Uh-huh. Oh, but the child, the child is, is not a violent criminal. So, I, I just... Unborn child's constitutionally protected due process rights have been clearly violated, uh -huh. the filing states. Now, let's think about this. You know where I'm going with this. Uh -huh. Does the unborn child have rights or not? <laughs> well, <laughs> we talk about this all the time. The pro-choice movement says, no, that's not even a person. Uh -huh. So if you were, if you were pro-choice and you wanted to be somewhat honest with the way you believe, you would have to say this woman stays in jail 100% uh -huh. because she is not carrying a human being. It's not a human being. Right. According to the way you think. Right. I, as a pro-lifer, say that child is still a part of her mother. Yes, that child is innocent. That child does not know it's alive yet. The mother stays in jail. Once she's about to have the baby, you move her to the hospital, you have the baby, and then at that point, the baby goes up for adoption, or if the person in jail has the father of the child wants the child, obviously, mm -hmm. or if a grandma or grandpa, aunt or uncle, some other family member wants to raise the kid, uh -huh. that's perfectly fine. But as long as mom is feeding the baby, but mom killed somebody, mom stays in jail, but the baby keeps getting fed. Yeah. That's the way I think about yeah. it. But thank you, Josh Miller, for sending that. That was a great, great article. It's and, nuts, though. And, and further nuts, proof though. that I will never run out of of uh, content. Yeah. Like, ever. Right. Like I said, this is creative idiots do this. Because that's what they are. They're idiots for mm -hmm. thinking they're going to get out of jail. But it's creative for coming up with that. <laughs> that's a first for me. I've not, I've not heard of that before. Uh, yeah, same here. Same here. <laughs> so, uh, dailyclout.com. I found this on Twitter. Daily Clout. Daily Clout. Okay. Report number 48 from VAERS. You ready for it? Yep. This is VAERS. 76% of vaccine-related miscarriages from the past 30 years occurred once pregnant women started receiving COVID-19 vaccinations. 
that is an incredible figure. Now, numbers are hard on the radio, so I did not print off anything associated with this article because you just can't do numbers on the radio. It's just, I, I don't even want to bother with it. Uh-uh. But if you listen to that, 70% of vaccine-related miscarriages from the past 30 years has, have basically occurred in the last two years. Uh-huh. And they in this article, they did all the line items you would have to do to strike off, okay, this is not... COVID vaccine, maybe this was the measles, mumps vaccine. They did everything they could to separate out the COVID vaccine. And they came up with 76%. That is an astounding number. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. But And here's what else I have to say about it. So so for all of you people who've, who believe that everything the government tells you has been true regarding COVID masks, COVID van, uh, vaccines, uh, COVID shutdowns. All of you that have just put all your trust in the government and conspiracy theorists uh, like Jess and I are just idiots. If you put all your trust in the government, well, here's VAERS reporting this. VAERS stands for the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, and the U.S. government operates it. So this is U.S. government information that just came out. Ryan, why do you think that the, like the mainstream is not reporting on this stuff? Money. It's got to be money. Money. If, 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 I'm, I'm just going to pull a number out of my ass right now. I have no idea what the real number is. But let's just say that between uh, Pfizer, Moderna, um, Johnson & Johnson, let's just say whether they're advertising for the COVID vaccine or not, they, they are buying advertisements on Fox, on CNN, on MSNBC, on mm-hmm. your standard news channels. Mm-hmm. All of them. And I'd say you're talking billions upon billions of dollars they are spending. So these are these 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 pharmacies pharmacy companies. They are Fox's customer. They are CNN's customer. Yeah. They are MSNBC's customer. Well, what's what do you not want to do? No matter what business you're in, you don't want to piss your customer off. Right. Yep. So therefore, if you, if these people are spending billions upon billions of dollars. It's really easy to avoid a story like this. It, they aren't our customers. And as a matter of fact, if one of them wanted to be our customer, I sure, I'll take your money, but I'm not going to filter what I say. Whenever I see something like this come out, I'm going to share it. And at that point, they're going to say, well, I'm not going to give you money. And I'm going to say, well, the truth is more valuable than your paycheck anyway. So get right. the hell out of here. Right. But I... For all you guys that believe the government knew everything about COVID and all this shit for the past two years, then this is the government too. You damn better believe it. Ryan, do you think that there's still people out there that are completely sold? I mean, that think that we are absolutely crazy. Yeah. You do. I think after yesterday, we probably, I will never mention a name here, but I think that we probably lost a friend from it. Really? Yeah. Yep. Because of our, because of our viewpoint. Just from... Yeah, yeah, of course. The way that we critically think? Well, just the way that we report stuff like this. The the way that we report vaccine injuries, Bell's Mm -hmm. palsy, things like that. The the way that um, these these side effects that these people are getting, the way that cancer is just mysteriously showing up in people that's got the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Like at stage three and four. Yeah. Yeah. And they were perfectly healthy before. Mm. I'm, I'm just saying, you look at something and you see it and you start asking questions. But since we're not medical professionals, we're not allowed to ask questions. And the people that really believe in the medical professionals think that we're stupid. Well, I don't think we're stupid. 
If I mix up a, a load of uh, Roundup and I go out and I spray three passes in a field, run out, but I don't get back to that field for four days and I notice the three passes I sprayed died, I'm going to start asking questions. Can you prove it was the Roundup? No, but that's the one thing that I did right there. Mm-hmm. You know? The injury from a crop, whenever you mix, you, you stop mixing corn chemicals, you go to bean chemicals, and that first load you spray, you didn't rinse out good enough, and you ding your beans. Well, mm-hmm. what, what's the difference between that load and the rest of my crop? It's just reasoning, and that's all we're doing. But see, for some reason, when it comes to medical-type shit, we're not allowed to reason. You just listen to whatever these people tell you because they know more than you because they studied it. And I, I don't exactly fall into that category. I do listen to people that I think are more intelligent than I am. Of course I do. I listen to my doctor still. But that doesn't mean I can't do my own due diligence and research and start asking questions. Now, wait a second. Mm-hmm. You know, I, case in point, I'm on blood pressure medicine. The first blood pressure medicine that I took is a, I can't even remember what it was called, but it was one that was widely, widely distributed through America. It's probably through the world. I started taking it, and after about two weeks of taking it, I just felt like I had a damn cold all the time. Mm. Nothing to keep me down, but, I mean, sore throat and just just kind of hacking around. And mm-hmm. I got online, and I looked up the side effects of whatever it was, and sure enough, what I had was those side effects. Mm-hmm. That's reasoning. What changed? How come now suddenly do I have, have I had a sore throat for the past two weeks, and it just it doesn't get worse, but it doesn't get better? Well, that's what changed. I started taking this medicine. They swapped me medicines, and I was perfectly fine. Hmm. You know? So that's what I do with your blood pressure medicine whenever you get in shape and you're running and you're healthy and everything and you're like, oh, I'm just so nauseous right now. And I'm like, I think your blood pressure's too low because now you're healthy yeah, and you're controlling, you know, in a healthy manner, you're controlling your blood pressure. So you probably shouldn't be taking your blood pressure. Yeah. Remember that six months you were totally off that medicine? Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. But we were diligent about keeping track of it and keeping, you yeah, know, Yeah, we were making, taking my blood pressure yeah, every day. And every it was morning, always every low. night. Mm-hmm. It was always and that was in, because in a I was good running range. three miles a day yes. and taking that medicine. Yes. And I yes. just think it was getting too low. Yeah. And you were getting sick yep. from taking it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's but, reasoning too. Exactly. Like that's. That is. That's reasoning. And I quit taking the blood pressure medicine. And I started mm-hmm. feeling better. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So there's a time and a place for all this, but it's just all reasoning. And for some reason, we're not allowed to reason nowadays. And I think it's, I, I think it's very likely it really has at least strained a friendship that we had with, with hell, more than one person. Yeah. But one that I've been in direct contact with the past week. Hmm. Like, you just tell they just don't want to talk to you anymore. They just don't care. How do you handle that rejection? Because uh, that's what it is. Well, like this morning, I prayed for it at church. Really? I just prayed that either, either. So it's bothering you a little bit, but yeah. I, I prayed that God either opens my eyes and makes me th- lets me not be so sensitive. Maybe it was just a, mm-hmm. a weird deal. It was an off day mm-hmm. and that's all in my head. Or I pray that if it's not in my head, that person comes around and says, listen, we can have differences here, mm-hmm. but we can still be friends and still hang out. Is that the whole world doesn't revolve around my opinion and your opinion. Mm-hmm. So I just prayed about it. Am I going to lose sleep over it? No. But I'm the type of guy I like to have as many friends as I possibly can. Most people do. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody likes rejection. No matter right. who it's from, whether from right. a kid, a friend, or a family member, nobody likes to be rejected. Right. And for those of you listening that know me and that have my cell phone number, don't even ask. Because <laughs> I'm never going to tell you. So It's hard for me. Like, it's hard for me. Because I never, I never want to hurt anybody's feelings. 
But at the same time, am I going to be complicit in, in lying? Exactly. And not be bold and have an opinion, you know? Exactly. Because I think it's important for men and women to stand up and, and say what's true. Yeah. Even when, because our entire society these days are telling you not to, you be compliant, you be quiet and you don't ruffle any feathers and don't, don't make any waves. Yeah. You know? I do. So, I do know. It's hard for me because I don't like it. I don't like, I don't like it. Yeah. But. But what, I mean. I just. The, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, we're both like, but 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 at the same time, <laughs> like it sucks. Because it's like, how can we, how can we have, how can one person be so adamant in, in their belief about the, what's happened in the last two or three years of our country and the world? And then we be so adamant about how can you not see what the government has done? No, I mean, we're divided. This place is divided right now. I can't Mm -hmm. say it's worse than it's ever been. I mean, this is the same country that went through the civil war. Right. But, um, we're, we're divided and I think slowly, but surely more and more people are realizing that just to sit around and be Adam is not going to cut it to be complicit. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not going to help your cause for whatever you want here on earth. And it's not going to help your cause to get to heaven. Hmm. And I think some people are waking up to it. And a lot of people are appeasers too. They just don't want to say anything because they just, they think to not say anything. Well, if I don't open my mouth, and there's some wisdom to this. If I don't open my mouth, I won't piss anybody off. Right. But what what did you sing? Like the third program that we had. You got to stand for something. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll fall for anything. <laughs> well, we're not a puppet on a string. That's true. So. That's true. No, I, if, if this person just doesn't care for me, because of the way that I think and the fact that I'm vocal about it, I just pray for them. Mm-hmm. That's all I can do. I don't dislike them. Mm-hmm. I hope they treat me nice someday and act like my presence is worth being around. But if they don't, they don't. I've got a million other friends. No, nothing could take the place individually of that person, but I can't sit and dwell on it. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. Okay. So um, Ron DeSantis. Hmm. 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 You and I had a decent, con- I got a story here. Okay. You and I had a decent conversation this week. Did he put out a commercial? Somebody put out some sort of commercial or promo. And what's, what uh, turned you completely off about this commercial regarding Ron? It was a, it was a pro Ron DeSantis commercial. Right. And I don't think it had anything to do with like a presidential election or anything. I was just like, Ron is a solid dude. Yeah. You know, that type of. What an interesting time yes, to drop a commercial like that. Right. But what turned you off about that commercial? You really want me to tell you? We all do. Jeb Bush. Where was Jeb Bush in this commercial? The very end. And what was his role in the commercial? Mm, supporting Ron DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> so red flag. Uh, that's not like a red flag. That is like <laughs> the ship is burning down red flag. <laughs> like... This is the red flags of all red flags for me. Yeah. Because Jeb Bush is establishment. He is like the poster. He is the poster child of establishment. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham. Uh, <laughs> yes. Dick Cheney, Liz Cheney, poster child yes. of establishment. Yeah. So I am like red flag. So whenever you see that. Major. Yeah. What is going on here? 
And I've withheld, I mean, I've, I'm like, you know what? Ron is doing a great job as governor. We'll see. I don't understand why he put in. I, and I mentioned this months ago about how he made it to where Florida is going to be a mail-in state. Like they, they have, I disagree with that too. I don't understand why he did that. There, and there are so many people, so many people on our side. Mm-hmm. Who, I mean, I've said it before. The Republicans are majorly divided right now mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. But I've said it so many times. I do not agree with mail-in ballots. I, I just, if you're not going to be able to be there on election day, you can go to your courthouse, get an absentee ballot, yep. fill it out right there in the courthouse, and hand it to them. Yep. This mail-in shit, just, it, there's too many ways you can cheat. Absolutely. So don't embrace it. Mm-hmm. Reject so I never, it. I never understood that. And then I've just been hearing rumblings that, you know, and then you see all of the, the advertisements, whether that's on Twitter, whether that's on Facebook or TV, Fox News has it, you know, on on the Foxes saying, yeah, of course, take our poll, Ron DeSantis, twenty twenty four, all this other stuff, oh, yeah. and you've got other people saying Ron DeSantis will be great on the ticket and all that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Ron DeSantis is on um, this pro police tour right now. Yes, he's going out touting police. You know, right. We need law and order. Mm-hmm. I like that message. Mm-hmm. Big time. Big time fan of that. I'm a fan of Ron DeSantis still. Don't get me wrong. Right. But red flag whenever you see Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush in a commercial with it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. If this is the beginning of there's something, I'm not interested. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> of what? Him maybe running? <laughs> if this is the if this is how they're starting the beginning of whatever it is that he's getting ready to start, I am not interested. Okay. Me, Jessica. Okay. Because number one, it tells me establishment. It tells me deep state. I am not interested. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. That's I do, me. I do That's too. That's me. It's, it, it's, it's a strike against DeSantis in my opinion. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy from Panama City and I were talking about this. And okay. that's where it, he sent me this article and I read it and got some just thoughts about it. So... <laughs> DeSantis is going to New York, Philly, Chicago to talk about, you know, how much we need law and order and how pro-police we are. So the headline here is from foxnews.com, DeSantis team fires back at Eric Adams after he offers to teach Florida governor about NYC values, which that is funny. Like I laughed out loud when I read that headline. I was like, yeah, we need need Eric Adams to teach us about values. The same Eric Adams is throwing Mm -hmm. all these migrants up at the ROD, ROW NYC hotel Mm -hmm. and they're trashing the place. Yeah. Yeah, The same Eric Adams that just now lifted the vaccine mandate finally for for the state workers or whatever. Yeah. But then said, we're not going to hire him back. Right. Same Eric Adams. Whatever. So the story goes, Republican Governor Ron DeSantis' team fired back at New York City Mayor Eric Adams, a Democrat, after the mayor offered to teach Florida governor about crime-ridden city's values. Adams took a shot at DeSantis as the Florida governor kicked off his pro-police tour through Democrat-run cities the city that never, in the city that never sleeps on Monday. Welcome to New York City, DeSantis, a place where we don't ban books, discriminate against our LGBTQ plus neighbors, use asylum seekers as props, or let the government stand between a woman in healthcare, Adams wrote on Monday. We're happy to teach you something about values while you're here, Adams stated. <laughs> so it doesn't take long. And DeSantis is a fighter. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to put up with shit. Yeah. He's going to throw it right back at you. So he did. DeSantis's team fired back minutes later with DeSantis campaign spokesman Christina Pushaw saying New York City had more departures than any other metropolitan area last year. Nice rhetoric, but here's the reality. 
More Americans fled New York City than any other metro area last year, Peshaw wrote. More Americans moved to Florida than any other state. Change page. You know this, Mayor Adams, and you've talked accurately about crime pushing people out of New York City, Pushaw said. Florida's crime rate, meanwhile, is at a 50-year low. Maybe it's time you learn something from DeSantis. <laughs> so, as, as funny as that story is, Jeremy and I got in a, in a good little exchange. Jeremy just, he labeled this as one word. Momentum. Hmm. For? What's going on here? Jeremy just said momentum, Mm -hmm. and I agree with him. DeSantis is trying to build momentum. He's the Florida governor. What the hell is he doing in New York City talking about pro-police stuff? Philly, Chicago, why is he there doing that? So he's trying to build momentum. I bet you anything at some point he's going to announce. I don't have any idea when, but he's going to announce he's running. Tonight on Mark Levin show. I don't think it'll be tonight. (laughs) He won't do it on I'm Mark Levin show. <laughs> you don't think so? No. Okay. No. Uh, but I think it's. I think Jeremy's onto something here. I think he's right. Mm-hmm. Why do politicians do that? Why? Why, if you're a Florida politician, are you going to other states to politic? Because you're looking for something on a national scale. Mm-hmm. And you know, d- d- I'm sorry, Trump will eat him up. I'm sorry. Well, and here's the other clue that I've got that DeSantis is going to do. Trump is. Calling him desanctimonious. Mm-hmm. He called him his enemy the other day. Um, Trump's fighting back already. That means Trump's scared of, not, maybe not scared of him, but realizes that he's an opponent and he's going to start kicking. What I think it has happened is that all of these establishment type people um, that want somebody bought and paid for is they're building up DeSantis, like Jeb Bush and others. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's what's happened. And well, you have this entire, I mean, you have a Trump movement. That is something that we've never seen in our lifetime. Right now? Right now we're divided. But what, what happened from 2016 to 2019 and before the 2020 election, like we had a, well, before COVID hit and changed, <laughs> changed viewpoints, changed a lot of things in our country. Like we had an economy that was booming. Trump did so much for the American people, the people like you and me on the ground working the working class, um, and the election was stolen from him. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so there's so many things going on, and then since then, and since Biden has been in office, um, you've got people that want to divide. And you remember, establishment people hate Trump because he's willing to call things for what they are. Yeah. Yeah. If they're I'm- corrupt, they're corrupt. If they need to be, if they need to be gone, they need to be gone. Not just because of the color of your skin or your, whatever you identify as that day. Yeah. Like to, to reach some sort of threshold that needs to be reached. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, to me, to me, it's, it's another dividing way. And so Trump looks at it and the Trump base, which is not going anywhere. The Trump base looks at it and says, DeSantis, get back in your lane because you're, you're dividing even more. Yeah. It's all, it's all a part of this master plan of the establishment. You know, Paul Ryan came out this week and said, I'm not going to the convention, the, the whatever. Republican convention. convention? Yeah, if um, Trump is the nominee. Good. We don't Good. care about you, Paul. Paul. Nobody cares about what you have to say anymore. Paul, you can go You're jump done. in Lake Michigan. We don't care. Mm-hmm. 
I don't wish ill will on you, but I don't give a shit what you think. Yeah. But see, these people are so demented in their in their thinking and they know that these elections are rigged that they feel like they don't have anything else. They don't have to do anything. They just have to sit back and let the system system. Yeah. You know? And Jeb but, Bush is part of the system. And, and Jeb Bush is part yeah. of the system. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Jeb Bush being in anything with Ron DeSantis because I, 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 when it comes to leadership, I look at Ron and Donald Trump as basically two of the same. I mean, they're not they're not the same people. Their delivery is not the exact same, but they're two of the same when it comes to standing up and being strong and pushing back against stuff. Your face is not a face that agrees. I just feel like Ron has done a really great job in Florida and Florida needs him to be that person right now and to finish out his term. Yeah. I, I, see, now mm-hmm. I agree with that because I, in my perfect, in Ryan Peters' perfect world, we could have Donald Trump here for a lame duck session, which would just be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, only beneficial for people like you and me. That's right. But it'd be fun to watch because I mean, t- you want to talk about not giving a shit. Yeah. I yeah. got nothing to lose now, kids. Yeah. And you think the swamp doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. They know that. Mm-hmm. But Oh, absolutely. In Ryan Peter's perfect world, we get Donald Trump for four years and then DeSantis for eight years after that. Yeah. There's nothing saying he couldn't run in 2028. Well, sure. That's yeah, exactly. No, I, I that's exactly what I mean. I mean, if he if he <laughs> I think he would do himself a huge favor. Again, this is just my opinion. I'm not a professional on it. I'm just a person. Yeah, I think he would do himself a massive favor if he got away from people like Jeb Bush. Yeah, uh, and I I don't know. I didn't see that commercial. I don't even you know. I don't know if it was DeSantis that approved or endorsed that commercial or whatever. I or maybe it was the pack that's behind it. Maybe that's part of the George Soros money plan, uh, trying to plant a fastball Could on be. him. No, George Soros, knowing that people like me and you cannot stand establishment Republicans like the Bushes. Mm-hmm. George Soros throws DeSantis's name in the same bucket as Jeb Bush's name, thinking it'll turn us off. Therefore, if you're turned off from DeSantis, maybe you won't vote for him and you'll vote for Biden again or whoever right, runs. Right, right, right. I don't Clearly yeah. speculation. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to prove that's what's going on. But I think, just it's, Ryan, I think it's all connected like that. Just the way that you're thinking and the way that you're just questioning everything right now with, with I mean, like this, this commercial was put out there. Jeb Bush was at the end of it, supposed to be like the finale of the commercial, wrapping up the commercial. And I put my support behind Ron DeSantis. Like, it, what does that say? Yeah. And then, who, but if you don't question it and you just listen to it and you're like, oh yeah, that's a great commercial. Yeah. You know, exactly. Go Ronnie 2024. Right. So, but I'll never forget 2020. We still haven't figured out. We still have the courts haven't, haven't done anything about 2020, which makes me sick to my stomach. They're not gone. And I don't know how, I don't know how I move forward. I'm, I'm waiting for my marching orders from who I don't know. Right. (laughs) But I'm waiting. But once again, I have to say, as we're sitting here talking national politics, I have to say I'm eating my words every single week about Kevin McCarthy, our yeah. Speaker of the House. Yeah, I, he is he is making me eat my words, and there's nothing more I love than to be able to say that for the sake of America. Mm-hmm. On the radar, something we need to be watching for in the next couple of weeks. McCarthy turned over all the, the January 6th, 44,000 hours worth of January 6th surveillance from the Capitol and surrounding areas to Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. to let him go over and report on. Who better to analyze that type of stuff than Tucker? Who else would do it that would do uh, a good job? Citizen journalist. 
would. There's a lot people of people with the big platform. Sure, absolutely. I'm absolutely. I agree with you. I wish it was out there in a way that every single American could get their hands on it. Um, I think that this is the best way of going about it initially. That's on the radar. Mm-hmm. Maybe because he that. also released the information all in all of the footage to January 6th people who were in prison. Yeah. See, now that's brilliant up. too. Mm-hmm. Give these poor souls who do, who have not had due process whatsoever, right? These January six prisoners, no due process. Give those guys the surveillance, mm-hmm. which allegedly I haven't seen it, but allegedly shows cops waving these people into the Capitol. Ryan, like, come on in. I was there on January sixth. Do you know that there are not any trash cans at the Capitol or bathrooms? Didn't you say? Yeah. Nothing. A million people and hardly any bathrooms. I would say it's over a million people. Okay. No trash cans. They wanted the place Something trash. was going on. The yep. cops were not even friendly cops. And my mom and the people that we were there with, they it was the weirdest tension. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't even want to go to the Capitol. I'm like, this is D.C. for me for the first time. I'm freezing. And I know you're 70, but we're going to go to the Capitol. We're walking there. Right. Now. Right. And we did. And we got there before anything ever started. Started, But, I mean, as far as barricades to hold people back, those were a joke. No yeah. way. There's no way. Mm-mm. Right. It's not even real. Not not even. Oh, exactly. But a joke. you said something about a citizen journalist a minute mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Since I am a non-trained but still really good at podcasting <laughs> yes. host. Yes. This is called a transition. Okay. Citizen journalist. James O'Keefe out at Project Veritas. That's the ultimate citizen journalist, Mm -hmm. right? Be bold. Do something. Mm -hmm. So um, here's what James had to say this past week. A former board member told me 10 years ago, Project Veritas will never be stopped from the outside. It will only be stopped from the inside when we stop ourselves. We find ourselves in that situation today where I have been stripped of my authority of CEO and removed. The board of directors fired James O'Keefe. The board of directors of the company that he started fired him. That's not the first time in American history something like that has happened. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But what he just said is Project Veritas will die from within. You know the parallel here. I've heard many people say that about the United States. No outside force is going to stop the United States. We're going to kill ourselves from within. And when you have a military, and I'm, I'm speaking broadly here, not specifically about any one person, but when you have the, the highest up people in the military trying to decide what transgender rights we're going to give our soldiers versus watching what China is doing to us right now, watching what's truly going on in Russia and Ukraine, watching Iran build up its nuclear arsenal with Israel, our allies, sitting right there. I mean, North Korea firing off more missiles just this past week. There's a lot of shit in the world going on, and the last thing we need to be doing is worrying about what's a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. But at that, that James O'Keefe thing, James is not done. Project Veritas is done. Did you see anything that they put out on Twitter? Nope. It just keeps getting worse. 
What do you mean? About James? Yeah. So they keep saying, we didn't fire him. We didn't fire him. We want him to come back. The door's open for him to just walk back in here and take over, you know, and this and that. And then they tried to, to um, say that he had all this frivolous spending and that he spent all this money on a boat and Ubers and all kinds of black vehicles, <laughs> all yeah. kinds of stuff. Um, nobody believes that. <laughs> Anybody that's going to oust the, you know, the, the, person who had and what i find very funny this comes right after the pfizer stuff hit immediately after yeah i mean because he went on a leave and nobody heard from him for like five or six days and or maybe even less than that i don't know but nobody heard from him and then all of a sudden he's like yeah i have been ousted by my by my board they don't want me here i realized they had already made their decision you know and and whatever and that's how po- that's how these good old boy, you know, boards work. Right, the board of directors right. work. That's Crony just how it works. Capitalism yeah. is what yeah. it's called. Yeah. So uh, last, yeah, it's kind of the last story. I got some other stuff to go over here. Okay. Uh, lightening things up a little bit here from American Newswire. Humor challenged USA Today columnist throws fit over Tiger Woods tampon joke. <laughs> Have you heard about this? Yeah. This is funny. Yeah. Perpetually aggrieved leftists threw a collective hissy fit over Tiger Woods' ribald attempt at humor when the legendary golfer presented one of his opponents with a feminine hygiene product during the opening (laughs) round of the Genesis Invitational Tournament in Los Angeles on Thursday. Mm -hmm. After Woods bested fellow golfer Justin Thomas by outdriving him on the ninth hole at the iconic Riviera Country Club, the 47-year-old jokester pranked the younger man by handing him a tampon. Just a bit of good-natured fun between the guys that was like chum in the water to the predatory woke outrage mob who so savaged the man. (laughs) You remember, they savaged him. I mean, they were all over Tiger <laughs> yes. three or four years ago for his uh, affairs. Yeah. And he, who, who, who so savaged the man who is widely regarded as one of the greatest golfers in the sports history that he was forced to apologize. I'm going to correct them, and I'm going to say he probably is the greatest golfer in sports history. But Tiger uh, was quoted as, it was supposed to be all fun and games, and obviously it hasn't turned out that way, Woods said, while he was being interrogated by reporters. If I offended... It, w- Tiger, this is where you went wrong. Yeah. Then you went wrong right here. You said, if I offended anybody, it was not the case. It was just friends having fun. As I said, if I offended anybody in any way, shape, or form, I'm sorry. You don't apologize for stupid stuff like this, Tiger. You own it. It was a joke. It's funny. 99% of the people in flyover country laughed at it. You're going to gain fans by doing stupid shit like this. It makes you laugh. I 100% agree with you. So Christine Brennan, the person that works for USA Today, tweeted, oh, she's a feminist woke Nazi. (laughs) She tweeted, Tiger's tampon moment leads to various questions. Do all male golfers carry tampons onto the course, or is it just Tiger? We know women's golfers do, but maybe... Switching pace. <laughs> maybe it's a golfer thing now. How does Tiger get his tampons? Buy his own? Steal them from the women's locker room? Brennan demanded to know. So what now, a bitch. So now... <laughs> Jeez. I'm serious. Christy, boy, I bet you are the life of the party. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but you know what's funny is that like she identified a woman. 
what a woman was. You know, it's so funny because these are the same people who would be like, don't you dare assume somebody, you know, identifies as a woman or a man. Don't you dare just assume that. Don't let my goatee fool you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So the same people that would just attack him for playing a silly joke, which was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Are the same people who would be like, don't assume that he is a is a male. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show. The left, you mm-hmm. liberal Democrats, and I know there's some of you that listen to this program just because you want to hear what we have to say. You have no sense of humor. Right. Like, nothing is funny to you guys. Everything is offensive. Everything is offensive. It must suck ass to live your life like that. <laughs> like, it must suck <laughs> to just wake up and just be looking, and I know people like this just in everyday life, that just look to be offended. Right. And I can't stand those type of people. Mm-hmm. And I don't hang around them either. Mm-hmm. But a joke's a joke, and they're funny, and that's what it's all about. But yeah, and this this also led me to think. I jotted down some notes here for you. Okay. <laughs> what do you think the media would have done if a female swimmer beat Leah Thomas and handed him a tampon? <laughs> <laughs> Better yet, if Leah Thomas beat the hell of one out of one of these women at a swim meet, then turn around and hand her a tampon. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> oh, man. I don't care. Oh, you know, man. hell, there's schools in Illinois that in the boys' room, they have tampons. Right. So I don't see what the big deal here is. Yeah, it's not a big deal. So. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh, Leah Thomas, did you hear about Riley Gaines coming out? making her statements about what it was like to be in the locker room the first time. We talked about this, yeah. Yeah, we well, I got the soundbite here. Okay, okay. You want to hear it? Sure. So this is Riley Gaines. This is one of her quote-unquote teammates, mm-hmm. uh, Leah Thomas, and what it was like. So listen up. We were not forewarned in any capacity that we would be sharing a locker room. And so the swimming locker room, it's not necessarily a place of modesty. You've grown up swimming, especially when you're at the elite level that we were, you put these suits on that are like skin tight. It takes like 15 minutes to put these suits on. So it's a process to which, of course, you have to be undressed. But as a girl growing up in that environment, you become okay with being vulnerable in that situation because everyone there is in the same situation. And it's a place of chatter. You get to see your friends from all over the country who you haven't seen in so long. And so I was in the locker room, obviously putting my suit on and all of a sudden it got dead silent. I turn around, this person's towering over every other person in the locker room, drops the clothes, full male, like a fully intact male with male genitalia and almost subconsciously you just cover like Mm, it's just a subconscious inherent feeling when you see a male with male parts watching you undress it was like i I mean i was i thought i was missing something i thought is am i like not grasping something why is no one talking about this uh yeah you didn't grasp something this is reality nowadays and i'm sorry and it sucks but there's more and more people that screaming about it, mm-hmm. and I think that I think we're turning around here. But I, this is honestly, this is part of the reason I'm running for school board again, is because I'm worried that places like Chicago and Springfield, where we are governed from, is going to push this shit off on us, and somebody's got to stand down here and say, "No, we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be allowed." So, I I just if that was your daughter. Oh, my God. What would you do? If Riley was your daughter. 
I, mean, I as it, a father, would probably want to go whip somebody. Go whip uh, right. Leah Thomas's ass. Right. I mean, just remember, this guy was like ranked, I don't know. Let's see. What 300 group? and something. 462 in men's swimming. In men's swimming. Yeah. Then so he turned he was into no, a, He was no stupor, superstar ever, it looks like, in his life before he decided no. to transition. But he, you know, he decided to transition and now he's got a number one in women's. If you look at any of the Instagram that, that Leah Thomas has or um, the Leah Thomas's so-called girlfriend, who's like another trans male right now so it's like they're actually heterosexual because trans male a woman that decided to be a man no yeah or trans male would be a woman who decided to be a boy right or identifies as a male right and then leah identifies as a female what in the hell but still has male these are just mental disorders they are that's what this is these are kooks it is it is nutty and you can't make any sense of it and like I've said, if a person wants to live like this, uh-huh. you want to be a freak in your own house, go do it. Yeah. But don't drag the rest of society down with you. And I say down, not up. No, but no trans, no trans person is making society better. Not, not, not a damn one of them. Caitlyn Jenner included. Don't care if Fox News did hire him because Caitlyn Jenner is still a boy. Right. To be a commentator. And you know, to give Bruce Jenner a, <laughs> a little bit of credit, he says you shouldn't be doing this to children. You shouldn't be doing this to any any minor. Right. Because they cannot consent to this and know exactly what they're doing. Yep. I mean, I agree with some of the things that Bruce Jenner has to say. Of course. Of course. I like the fact he's saying stuff like that. But for the fact that you have a news organization that still puts him on air, mm-hmm. I'm I, sorry. Yeah. I disagree with it. Yep, I don't right. want to see him. You're right. You want to do that shit in your house, mm-hmm. in your bedroom, your bathroom, wherever, mm-hmm. your backyard. I don't care. But, but the it's second wrong. you bring it to TV and shove it down my throat, and then especially the second you get jackass politicians like J.B. Pritzker, that I mean every other tweet that that man has, J.B. Pritzker. The governor of Illinois, for those of you who don't know. Every other tweet that he has is, I stand with the trans community. Why in the hell is a school board member, would I not be scared shitless this is what's coming to us? That's to true. rural Illinois, Mount Carmel, Illinois. Why, would I, why for a second would I think, oh, hell, that's just going to stay in Chicago? No yeah. way. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. Huh. That does it. That was the last story of the day. Huh. Nothing about... Joe Biden in Ukraine. Uh, well, you know, I do have a soundbite there. Good job. Oh, okay. Well, what do you mean, good job? So I, it was President's Day this this Monday, right? Right. Right. Our school, Alden School, actually had school on Monday, mm-hmm. so it's not like they didn't. They actually talked about the presidents on President's Day yeah. at school. Yeah. But he wasn't out like everybody else was. Right. You know, the banks were closed, post office closed. I like that. Government schools are closed. I like that. Yep. I like that they went to Absolutely. school on President's Day. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. What? Real quick. What? Mount Carmel District 348 mm-hmm. goes to school on Veterans Day. Yeah. And I, in the beginning, I thought, that's kind of stupid. It's Veterans Day. We need to celebrate mm-hmm. and remember our veterans. Yeah. I asked my superintendent about it. And he immediately changed my mind. He says, on Veterans Day, we bring in veterans, and they talk to the students. Mm-hmm. They tell them the stories of being in the military. I loved that. Huh. 
great reason to send a school to, a kid to school kid at to Veterans school. Day. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah. you're going to do that, yeah. hell yeah, man. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's that right there is truly celebrating Veterans Day because I guarantee you, I was a kid once. Veterans Day was a day to get out of school and not yep. even think about a veteran. It was a day to go play basketball or play in the backyard, ride a four wheeler, right. whatever. Like how many families are going to the to the parades? Exactly, you know? mm-hmm. exactly. So, whenever he told me that, I was like, dude, I completely agree with that. That's that's a good call. Yeah. So I like how we don't we don't kind of go the the school that we've chosen for Alden is. It doesn't go along with the norm. I no, love it. No, I do too. I love it. I do. So Joe Biden was in, uh, he, he went to quote unquote Poland, <laughs> but he ended up in Ukraine. This is on President's say. Day. On President's Day. So instead of hanging out here in America, maybe as he's been accused of not doing, visiting East Palestine, Ohio, mm-hmm. visiting our border, letting people know, hey, this President's Day and your president's right here to serve you. Yeah. Nope. He's yeah. in Ukraine. You know who did go to Ohio this week? Donald John Trump. And he you sure know who did. did not cover it? Fox News. You're kidding. They did not say a word about Donald Trump being in. For real? Mm-hmm. I'm saying this per Mike Gallagher because I listen to Mike's radio show. Uh-huh. They didn't say a they word didn't about They didn't say it. a word about him. Well, The Five, uh-huh. which is one of Mike's favorite shows. The day that he was there, not a damn word about it. <laughs> so. Which is... I, they don't want Trump establishment, which makes, which makes me want him more establishment. and makes, and makes yep. me like, mm-hmm. like uh, Fox news less. So, but anyway, you have a sound bite. My sound bite that yeah. I think is hilarious is from uh, Joe Biden. Basically, uh, as he always does, apologizes as all Democrats do. They apologize for America. He's apologizes here that he, he's not, um, he's not, Polish. Let's listen. I was, uh, as a young man, I was uh, born in a coal town of Scranton, Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, in an Irish Catholic neighborhood. Then when coal died, we moved down to Delaware, to a town called Claymont, Delaware, which was a working class town. And uh, But everybody in town was either Polish or Italian. I grew up feeling self-conscious. My name didn't end in an SKI or an O. Uh, but all kidding aside, the connection between, I was telling the, the president the prime. <laughs> oh, Walter, he thought that was pretty funny, too. Yep. What an ass of the week right there. <laughs> My name didn't end in SKI. Okay, I guess that goes right along with all the uh, the uh, attendants that work at 7-Elevens are Muslims. Or towel heads or whatever he called them that day indians indians that's what joe called that's what joe called those guys remember that mm-hmm. <laughs> so i feel kind of out of place because my last name didn't joe bidensky <laughs> joe bidensky does anybody actually think that this guy is sane does anybody think you're gonna make mind? friends saying that no like i'm not offended he said it don't get me wrong no but, but was he trying to make a joke or just like is he out of his mind that's the problem we don't know He's tripping upstairs again this week yep yep but then he went to he showed up in battle torn ukraine right <laughs> battle torn okay uh yeah. sure and <laughs> the cnn guy uh said that the the air raid sirens hadn't been on for five or six days. And the mm-hmm. second that Biden stepped outside, the air raid sirens went on. So like it was all staged. 
And I saw a picture on Twitter of where they had the sidewalk marked for the photo op where Biden was supposed to stand. So, like, they had red tape on the ground. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, this is where your feet go. And he missed it. Mm -hmm. Well, naturally, everybody on Twitter picked that up and circled it. It It's like, dude, you can't even stand where you're supposed to stand. First graders can do that. Yeah. You know? I'm... Jessica and I have differing opinions on Ukraine. You think it's all a sham, don't you? I do. You don't think there's even a war really going do. on over there? I think that there's so much money laundering going on. I think there's uh, bioweapons there that haven't been reported on as mainstream. And I sound like an idiot whenever I talk about it. Are you a Republican that says support Ukraine? Or are you a Republican that says, what the hell are we take, spending all our money over there for? We have spent so much money over there. We have spent a lot of our money of and all I see are our taxes going up. All I see are um, money, uh, just money going. As a percentage, we haven't yeah. spent hardly anything there. It doesn't matter. As a our percentage. Money, our money does not need to be going to Ukraine like it is, like they say that it is. Now, have I actually seen where the the check cleared the bank to Ukraine? No, I haven't seen it. I, I think that... <laughs> I think that the research that Marco Polo has done with the Biden laptop has proved the money laundering scheme that the Bidens have with Ukraine. So what you're saying is American money is going to Ukraine and somehow or another it's coming back to America, but back inside Biden's bank account. Yes. Mm -hmm. You think that's really what's going on? I think that that's part of what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I I can't substantiate any of that. Ryan, I just don't believe all of this. In what world do we have? I just don't know. I don't know. I support Ukraine. I, I do. Okay. You sending your money over there? Via taxes, I am. Yeah. If, if what you're describing is happening, that's wrong. It needs to be put to a stop. How? How? Stop mm-hmm. Stop sending. I wish we would send military armament to those guys. Mm-hmm. Make them. The, the Ukrainians are not going to give up on Russia or fighting Russia. They're not. They're going to fight and fight and fight. I wish we would give them the tools they need to finish the job. Because Ukraine stands, in my opinion, Ukraine right now stands in the way of World War Three from happening. Putin has promised if he takes Ukraine, Poland's next. Poland's a NATO country. Okay. Did you hear what Putin had to say in his State of the Union? Did you hear any clips at all? Does it matter? He's a liar. He's a communist liar. Okay. He's just like Xi Jinping. Why do you think Putin and Xi Jinping are getting good buddies? How do you know that they're good buddies? Did you talk to him on the phone? Or did some news channel say that they're good buddies now? There's been multiple reports where, of meetings. That's between where I'm at. That's where I'm at. The I Russian government be, and China. I don't believe because our U.S. media is in cahoots with the U.S. government and they only want us to think what they want us to think. So I don't believe everything that is being told to me. Okay, that's, saying that, that's fair. Saying that Putin and, and Ping, Xi Jinping Pao are meeting. I don't, I don't believe that they, I don't know that they are. I don't know that they're not. So whatever. But if they are, but I'm going to tell you something. I listened to Putin's speech, and it was about God and country and a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. There are no, there are no other other genders. I see that part. I would agree with. But what do you say whenever Putin says, "If I could take over Ukraine"? Did he say that? In I'm his moving speech? my. 
Putin, I don't know what speech, I did not listen okay. to the speech right. you listened to. Right. But Putin has said in the past, if I take over Ukraine, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to get right on the border of Poland. Uh-huh. And what happens whenever he starts going after Poland? It's real simple. World War Three. Sure. It's, and, and it scares the shit out of me. It, d- it scares the shit out of me. If Russia would take Ukraine and end up going into Poland. And then what has been reported that Russia and China are getting to be well, pretty chummed up together what that's going to turn into for my 17-year-old, for my four-year-old. We're going to see a war like we've never seen. Well, I shouldn't say like we've never seen. We're going to see a war like World War II. I'm withholding judgment. I do not. I think that I think that the amount of money that we've spent over to Ukraine without any acknowledgement, without any, uh, nobody's nobody's paying attention. You can't account for it. I, I want to see receipts. I want to know. I, yes, accountability I mean, is right. I, if this money is going over there, what the hell is it being spent on? Why are we the only country that's sending this type of money to that country? I don't understand. We still have starving people here in our country. We have a border problem. Why can't we do both? Sure. And we've talked about that before. Absolutely. We also have a plant that had like a hundred and some odd workers that were under the age of 18 in their plant. What? And they were, and they're, and Biden, <laughs> they are moving, they are moving children at night and then using them in child labor. And then in these, America? Yes. See, right I now. Regardless. But there's all these things going on right now. We can uh, we can address all this at one time. Mm-hmm. If you have people who are legitimately elected to office in office, serving competent the Amer- people as well in the um, they're serving the American people. That's my that's my point. Yeah, and I feel like I'm stuck on the 2020 election because how do you move forward when you have an Ill- illegitimate government, honey? Yes. I love you. Yeah, you're gonna have to get over the 2020 election. You have to. How? You have to. How? Stop, I will never stop forget. Stop ignoring I will what's going on over there. I will never forget what they've done to us You're as right. a country. And I cannot trust people. I know that Joe Biden did not get 81 million votes. You're right. There's no way in, you know, there's no way in hell that that But man, Russia has lobbed bombs over in Ukraine. That's what we're talking about well, here. I didn't see the bomb with my own two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. So have you been in space to see that the Earth is truly round? You know what? No. I'm just saying. But I'm not going to If you question, can't see it with your own eyes, then does that mean you can't believe it? I can see gra. I mean, I can't see gravity, but I believe that gravity is what keeps us on this ground. Oh, you're seeing it right now. You're sitting there in the chair. I mean, I don't really. I mean, can you really <laughs> you're see You're seeing the effect gravi- of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't see gravity, gravity on a TikTok video. You, see gra- you experience gravity. Is gravity tangible? You can't touch it or feel it. Okay, That's what fine, I'm saying. You fine. can't see it. But I can I, I but I but I know like there is a such thing as gravity that is keeping me here. <laughs> I know that Russia mm-hmm. has been fighting in Ukraine and they are trying to take Ukraine over. I know that. Mm. That's happening. Mm. It's surprising to me the Ukrainians have fought as hard as they have. And, and with the successes they've had, I've heard reports of anywhere between 60 to 100,000 Russian troops have been killed. Mm-hmm. God bless their families, but thank God the Ukrainians are putting up a hell of a battle because huh. they're in the way of World War Three from happening. I truly believe that. Huh. 
Now, as for the money going over there, I do get tired of seeing people on Twitter like Cat Turd and 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 Tim runs his mouth and all kinds of people like that sitting there and say we need to quit sending so much money to, to uh, Ukraine. Now, they never, at least I haven't seen where they go about like okay, well then what is the answer? Because I agree, stop sending them money, send them what they need. Send them military equipment so they can defend themselves. That way, their lives are on the line using our equipment, and we, our American soldiers, are not over there in the fight. It's the same thing as like a homeless person. Ukraine is a poor country, I guess. That's the reason they need money. You don't give money to the homeless guy. You give the homeless guy food, not money. He'd take money and go buy cigarettes and booze or worse. You, if he says he's hungry, you give him food. You give him water or a drink. You don't give him money. So, therefore, I agree with the stop spending money thing. But Ukraine needs us. And these Republicans that want to just withdraw, no more money going over there. Don't give them any uh, armament to protect and defend themselves. I can't. This is exactly what people did before World War II. Most of the people over here in the continuous 48 states was just like, well, that's the war that's going on over there. It doesn't matter. But then the war expanded to our friends and we had to come help. And then Pearl Harbor happened. We fought a war on two fronts. Do you think we could do that today? Uh-uh. No, we can't. We're too busy worried about, once again, like we said earlier in the program. I don't buy it. What is a man and a woman? I don't buy it, Ryan. Okay, if you don't buy it, that's fine. I, I do. I don't buy it. No. Nope. What do you think's going on over there? I have no freaking idea. Do you think Putin is a noble man that's trying to tell us, oh, there's there's uh, bio weapons over there, and I'm I'm being the sound guard for it, and nobody's wanting to listen to me because I'm Vladimir Putin? I don't know. I mean, he's a former member of the KGB, you know. He's not a good guy. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you don't know. Do you agree with me that we need to be sending armament no. to Ukraine? No. You don't? No. Because it's not our fight to fight. It is. No. Here's the thing. I think that if the U.S. can be some sort of uh, mediator between Ukraine and Russia, I think that'd be great. Just like what Trump says. He mediator. Said, he we said talk what, our way out of it. He said whenever this, <laughs> somebody asked him whenever he was in Ohio... He was asked, what would you do to stop the stuff that going on in Ukraine? And he said, I would get Zelensky and Putin to sit down and talk. How can we figure this out? What can we do to figure this out? They're not going to like it at first, but they will like it. But let's talk about it. You think what's going to make you happy? What's going to make you happy? What? <laughs> how did how did Trump not get us into any wars in four years? And then within two years, Biden is sitting here pushing all this stuff. And here we are at the brink of World War Three. How did that happen? You tell me that. That's simple. That is a very, very simple answer. Peace through strength. And Biden doesn't have he's any strength. He's not strong. So he's in two strong. years, he's almost got us into World War Three. I agree. I agree. He's not strong. I'm not going to argue with you about that. <sighs> Strength would be United States going, you know what? Screw you, Russia. We're not going to let this escalate to World War III. We're going to hand the Ukrainians some help, not in, mo- not in the way of money, but in the way of equipment, so they can fight back and push you back and just say, stay put. You stay where you're at. I think that's the way you handle it. My, my personal opinion. I don't know the way to handle it. Number one, I don't know. 
All I know is that we've sent a lot of money. You and I pay 30 some odd cents to the dollar mm -hmm. that we make. In federal taxes, in taxes alone. Yep. And dadgummit, it makes me, it pisses me off that we send that much money and we can't even get, we, you and I, as working class American citizens, we can't get a good road to drive on. We can't get insurance that's actually affordable. You bring up very valid or, points. Or health care that we could just walk in and get. You can't do that. And we have to fund abortions. And know that our kid is going to be going to a school that we believe they're not going to be teaching CRT. Yeah. We can't take the money that we pay into taxes for our, for our local school to give to our private school. Because Illinois doesn't believe in school choice. I know that I know that we spend so much money in taxes and we don't have anything to say about where it goes. Yeah. All, all of these dadgum people who were in these positions, who are unelected officials, and including Biden, he was not elected. He was selected by somebody. And I really believe that Obama's behind it. I agree. I, yeah. But I, they're, all, they're making all these decisions. And we don't, there's no accountability. Nobody can find any information out. Well, you know, or and, it's not reported on. And that's where you're, that's on. where your citizen journalists, because the people that are getting, you know, that the big four, mm -hmm. ABC, NBC, CBS, uh, and Fox, I mean, they're not reporting on any of this or very little of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying, but I mean, I'm aggravated about the whole thing. And then the fact that we just keep keep saying that we're going to be spending more money and spending more money and spending more money in Ukraine, and we can't even fix our border. We can't fix the fentanyl crisis. I, I just, I, I personally think we could do it all. I, I want to know where the money's going. Don't get me wrong. We shot down balloons from, like, balloon enthusiasts, thinking that they were either UFOs <laughs> or from China, you know. I know China took, a, you know, responsibility for the one that flew over our entire country. Right. But, like... <laughs> Was it really China or was yeah. it like a, a balloon enthusiast? You, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the the stuff, Jessica and I don't listen to the exact same stuff every day. Not at all. Ever. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so I got a question for you uh -oh. and a statement here. Okay. I have noticed all the outlets that I listen to are talking more and more about um, some catastrophe it's likely to, I shouldn't say likely that might happen this year mm. that might lead us into world war three. Okay. I've heard Dan Bongino talk about it. I've heard Glenn Beck talk about it, which Glenn Beck I take with kind of a grain of salt. Cause he's been kooky in the past. Although he's, <laughs> he's not bad. He's not a bad dude. Right. Um, obvious. I don't ever listen to Alex Jones, but Alex Jones has been warning of this forever. Yeah. And Alex Jones has not changed his tune. Um, Mark Levin talks about it like, you know, this thing in Ukraine is what's preventing us from going to World War III immediately. And all these guys are, you know, like Bongino said, he goes, I'm not trying to be a prepper. I'm, I, but to be a little bit prepared for some of this stuff, like a, uh, what is an EMD attack? EMP. EMP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Electromagnetic pulse uh, that would knock out power. Mm -hmm. And how devastating that could be. And cell, cell towers. Stuff yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, just completely paralyze this place. Mm -hmm. They're all talking about this now. Yeah, I'm listening to what they're saying. I guess the thing that I'm absorbing is the fact that they're all saying it. 
are the outlets that you listen to, which are not the ones I are any of these guys saying it? No. Nope. What are they saying? Nothing about an EMP attack. Mm-mm. Nothing uh, about wh- prepping. Mm-mm. Anything about World War Three? Uh, I mean, the the awareness I think is there, but they don't make they don't make a big thing of it. I think the people that listen to the outlets that I'm listening to are the ones who are already prepared and that something could happen and you better be self-sustaining or you're going to be in a world of hurt, you know? Yeah. Maybe we'll look into a little bit of that for next week's show or I'll just forget about it. You know, World War (laughs) Three. I remember at the end of Obama's um, term, Talk, they were talking about that. I remember the stimulus checks that Obama gave out. It, and World War Three, just, just, I mean, rumblings of it. It wasn't, it wasn't a massive news story or anything. But I just remember bits and pieces, like, oh, I probably will never see World War Three in my lifetime. You know, just thinking about that before Trump came into office. There's always fear mongering, of course. And but you I, don't want to lay there with your head in the sand either. But okay, so what happens if we get hit with an EMP in St. Louis? What would happen to us? I here? don't know. I, I haven't researched it. As a matter of fact, there is a movie that I want to watch about it. Oh, okay, what's it called? Um, hang on, just a second. I okay. got it written down. Because I'm thinking, if we lose electricity for a long time, we're gonna dig with the backhoe that we can power with diesel. We're gonna dig a really big hole, and we're gonna try to save food we gotta get Hmm. we gotta get cold well you've thought about this i have thought about it Hmm. griddownpowerup.com senator bob hall from texas oh interesting yeah i haven't heard about that one i just he uh he was on dan bongino's show and he was laying it out pretty good and uh i i i want to watch that here's the thing i've i've spent the last three years rejecting what they what they said you know that we're going to have communists in the white house i've i have spent the last three years building up my faith faith knowing that no matter what happens there is going to be such greener grass on the other side we're going to be all right people survived back in the day without without what we have today i get that what i'm all i'm saying is we have the means to get meat we have the means to get vegetables um, we do have a water supplier that doesn't come out of the tap. The, I've thought about that stuff, you know, as, as far as like cold stuff. I don't know. I might have to can out all the meat. I don't well, know. I, but I'm just saying. I like, didn't mean to go this deep into it. I'm just saying if, if something were to happen that was some extraordinary event, would we, you and I be all right? Yeah, we're going to be all right. Yeah, I, I we're agree gonna be that. All right. I hear that. Yeah. This was a long show. Was it? Yeah, we're going on two hours. Okay, well, let's finish this conversation before you like totally like stop talking about EMPs and stuff. What do you imagine? Because all I know is I built my faith up in three years, and I know that God is going to take care of us. We are doing, we are doing, um, we're giving, we're sowing into into people, individuals, we're sowing into ministries, we're taking that money and and giving with a gracious heart and with a thankful heart. Um, we're going to be blessed on the other end of this. And this isn't the end of our country. That is my belief in, in, in my heart. You know, we talked last week about some, something in our healthcare and how the world health organization is going to have all these rights and blah, blah, blah. If it, if they actually give it to them. And, and that's a, that's a very real possibility that might happen, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to give in. 
I'm not going to stop fighting. I'm going to do what I can. Well, neither am I. It's just a different way that I want to fight versus what some other people want to fight. How do you, I mean. Like I said, I, I, I want to try to prevent all this. I want to support sure. Ukraine to beat back Russia. That's what I want to do. I think that'd prevent a hell of a lot of bad stuff from happening. Okay. It's my opinion. All right. My opinion. Well, write a check to him. I didn't say <laughs> with money. I'm just kidding. Ukraine is the poor kid that's sitting on the side of the interstate holding I, a sign. They say need money and I'm going to give them food. Yeah. Here's what I need to see. Here's what I would like to see to get on board with you. I would need to see citizen journalists over in Ukraine that speak our English language to tell me what is going on over there. The fact that Joe Biden was over there on President's Day and not here in the U.S. aggravates the crap out of me. It makes it makes me feel like we just look so dumb. We don't have, I mean, and it decreases the morale of the entire country, I believe, when you don't have a president that's for the American people. He's not here with the American people on President's Day. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about it. But I would need somebody to show me a citizen journalist that I trust, show me what exactly is going on. James O'Keefe, get your ass over there. <laughs> he was over there, Ryan, and they set off an alarm, a siren. I know. I just said that. Yeah. What a joke. It is a joke. What a joke. Shit like that that's staged is not real life. And it, yeah, so you can't trust what's coming out of it there. But I think that, I mean, I know some of it's true. The markets wouldn't have rallied a year ago if it wasn't. Whenever the ports were shut down because they were bombed. This is this is private equity. This is not public people, uh, you know, going off whatever the news says, forming an opinion. This is people with boots on the ground in the real world. They got money over there. They're expecting deliveries of, of wheat out of the Black Sea. Wheat skyrocketed because it didn't, it stopped showing up. This, th yeah. that's what tells me there's something going on over there. If, if we gave them enough military things, airplanes, missiles, whatever they need to finish this war off, all right? Mm -hmm. What would happen then? Um, Do you think that Russia would just go back to be in Russia? And hell no, no. You're never going to have to stop beating these people back. That's the reason I said what Trump did was great. Peace through strength. Mm-hmm. You don't even want to mess with America or our friends because mm -hmm. we will kill you. Mm -hmm. We will annihilate you. Mm -hmm. We will never try to just voluntarily come and take your country over. Right. We we acknowledge your sovereignty, but we will not put up with your shit either if you come at us or our friends. Yeah. We will have you beat back before the first missile hits the ground. That's That's what we need. And we don't have it right now. So what happens when we give them all of this stuff that they Hopefully need? they beat back the Russians and Poland is 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 safe. And you don't think Russia would be like, "All right, US, I'm going to send over a nuke just to just cuz." I that's a that is a dangerous thought, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. But the second like, Russia does that, they're over with. The world's I mean, the world as we know it's over with. The second they do that. That's the reason I mean, not saying it couldn't happen, but I'm not that worried about it. You're not. No. Okay. I'm really not. Because the second that some, the, whoever fires the first one, show over. D game set for everyone. So to, basically. That's a really scary statement well, whenever well, you basic, say that. Well, yeah, but that's the way it is. Basically, ha. you fire the first one, you know you're dead. 
You you are securing your own demise by firing the first nuclear missile. Okay. My opinion. Okay. Let's huh. be done. It's nice out. The sun's coming out in a little bit more, and I want to go out and play. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, this is a good ending to the show. This is a whole good show, I thought. You think so? It's well worth it. Okay. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. So, just a long... This is by far the longest one we've ever done. This is the most I've talked to you all week. <laughs> Typically, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, folks, we're going to get out of here. Um, We're so glad you joined us. Jesus Christ is still our Savior and King. Leah Thomas is still a boy. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. That's right. We will see you next week, I am sure, folks. Adios. (laughs) 